the Money Pit is brought to you by Glisten, GE, Stanley, and the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. What are you working on this fine day? We'd love to help. Put us on your to-do list by picking up the phone and calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. We'll help you take some more items off of that list. Get your house comfy for the chilly weather ahead. Maybe you're thinking, man, I'm going to spend a lot of hours inside and I want to make this space look a lot better. We can help you with some decor projects as well. Whatever's on your to-do list, why don't you move it over to ours at eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Coming up this hour, fall is a big time of year for one very hard-working appliance in your kitchen, your disposer. Lots of indoor cooking and cleanup right now through the major holidays ahead, so it's no surprise that this is the time of year that most disposers stop working properly. We'll have tips on what you can do to keep yours fresh, clean, and running right. And move on over, Oak. There's a whole new lineup of hardwood floors that are hot this fall. New colors and patterns, they are keeping this traditional floor choice current. Find out what they are coming up. And also ahead, there's a new LED bulb in town. And this one is sleek, compact, and it saves tons of energy. We'll have details later this hour. And we're taking your calls. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit 888-666-3974. Shannon in North Carolina is on the line and needs help with a bathroom vent switch. What's going on? The problem is I turn the switch on to it. Sometimes it comes on. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I turn the switch on. It briefly takes between two to three minutes, and it'll come on after that. Now, Shannon, is this powering an exhaust fan? Yes, it is. So I think probably the exhaust fan is starting to wear out. It sounds to me like the motor for the fan is perhaps dirty, or the bearing is a little worn, and it takes a while for it to kind of get going. And that's a very kind of common symptom of a motor that's run, that's wearing out. Is this an old bath fan? Yeah, it's about 18 years old. Yeah, man, time to replace it. Don't last forever. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, you know, it's very simple. Does this bath fan have a uh, have a light that's built into it as well? Uh, no, sir. All right. Well, when you pull the uh, the cover off the fan, sometimes you'll see that the fan is actually plugged into the side of the housing. And so you could plug like a light into the side of that housing, unplug the fan, and then go to the light switch and turn it on. And the, I'm sorry, the bath fan switch, turn it on, off, on, off. You'll probably see the power come on and off like normally, as evidenced by the light bulb that you just plugged in for testing purposes. And again, that just means that the power is fine. It's not a problem with the switch. It's the fan. And if you're getting that kind of uh, resistance out of it, I just replaced the fan. They're not very expensive. And the good thing is that even though it's an 18-year-old bathroom exhaust fan, the sizes are pretty standard. So chances are you'll be able to replace that without a lot of trouble. Okay. Sounds common and easy. Yep. Pretty straightforward. Shannon, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we've got Anne in North Carolina on the line who's dealing with a wet crawl space. Tell us what's going on there. Hey, I have a question about uh, my house. Um, it's It was built a long time ago. And, you know, of course, back then they didn't put a house off the ground. And it's very low, and I'm just wondering how I can protect it from dampness and rot. I don't have a lot of money to work with, and I've heard a few things, but I'm really not sure what what I can do. Okay, so right now you're on a crawl space, and the crawl space, is it accessible? Can you get in there? 
through one small door. Okay, fine. It's not a pleasant project, but it is a, a project that you can do yourself, Anne. So a couple of things. First of all, you want to take steps to reduce the amount of moisture that collects at the outside of the foundation. You do that by making sure you have gutters. The gutters are clean and free-flowing and dumping water at least four to six feet from the foundation. That's the most single most important thing to do is a good gutter system. Second to that is to make sure the soil around the house slopes away. You don't want soil that's settled and is very flat and holds water against the foundation. You want it to slope away. So you could have some clean fill dirt delivered, very inexpensive, basically just carry pay for the truck to carry it out there and then grade that to slope away from the walls on all four sides over the fill dirt you could put some topsoil and some seed or stone or whatever you want to do to control erosion erosion then the third thing you do is go in that crawl space and cover all of the open soil with plastic get some large rolls of sheet plastic with as few seams as possible cover all of the soil with plastic that stops a lot of the moisture from evaporating up into the air. And those three things together will make a big difference. Do I need a certain thickness? Uh, the thicker the plastic, the better, because it's just it's easier to put down. You end up having to crawl on it, and you won't poke through. Okay, and does it need to be anchored in any way? Nope, you can lay it right over the soil. Really? Uh, yep. I like that. I don't like <laughs> okay. the tall part. All right. <laughs> it's just... Scary under there. Yeah, it's a little, like I said, it's not the most pleasant job, but it's not hard and you can do it yourself. Get a really good friend to keep you company and do it together. <laughs> One who likes squishing bugs and giving you support. Okay, I appreciate it. That, that answers my question. Good luck, Ann. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now you can call in your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, we're going to talk floors. Now, hardwood is still the hottest floor out there, but these traditional looks are being replaced with some very modern takes on flooring. We'll teach you what those are after this. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. 
AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, laminate and ceramic are on the rise, but hardwood flooring is still the hottest and most timeless flooring trend we've got. But the difference today is the type of hardwood homeowners are choosing. There are lots of different options now, and here are some ideas on how you can stay ahead of the popularity curve. Well, for example, do you wish you had a beach house? Well, a beach-style home is second only to the real thing. Now, whitewashed flooring and whitewashed touches, they're making a big comeback, and that can give a nautical-style look to today's modern sanctuaries. Yep, and distressed and reclaimed wood are also popular, and they kind of tap in today's vintage trends. Reclaimed wood is also known as salvage wood, and it's not only great for its environmental benefits, but it really gives a distinct sense of history and character to a space. Distressed flooring is the synthetic version, which provides a similar look, but with a lot less maintenance. And gray hardwood is the hottest look in modern flooring. Now, the darker gray looks more like traditional hardwood, whereas the lighter gray, that can add a really modern touch. Either of these options helps your furniture and your housewares pop as well. So don't go traditional. Think about some new touches to that hardwood floor, and you will love those results. Now on the line, we've got Pat in Michigan who's dealing with a problem in a home's addition. Tell us what you're working on. Well, I had added on to my house in 2003. I added on uh, a small room in a garage. And what I've noticed just recently is uh, a door that exits this addition that the security door won't close. Okay. And then if I look into the house, I see where the door is also sagging, and then I see a crack radiating from the corner of the door at the top. So it looks to me like this addition is settling. That side has gone down, which has caused uh, the security door to not close. Now, can you clarify for me, you mentioned that this was over a garage? No, no, no. This was in addition to the house, which included a room and a garage. Okay. This room I'm talking about is 10 by 20. Okay. 
And it's one of the walls, this one wall, which is 10 foot long, and uh, that's where I see the problem. If you look on the outside of the house, it's brick, this addition, and there's nothing noticeable from the outside, no cracks in the brick, no movement of the brick that you can see. You're just seeing it on the inside of the house. I think you should rehang the door at this point. The type of crack that you're mentioning is pretty common because that's the weakest part in the wall frame. And I'd like for you, before we do anything that's too drastic in terms of reinforcing foundations during that kind of a project. We don't we don't know that it's that bad. This might just be some normal settlement. So I'd like to suggest that you pull the door out and rehang it, square it up, and then watch it, see what happens. Okay. Appreciate it. All right. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. And in Pennsylvania, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Well, I hope you can, um, without involving me in too much work. Uh, (laughs) A tall order, but we're up for the challenge. uh, I have um, two long slats from a bunk bed set. Now, to use it as a bunk bed, um, you can't get rid of these. And I was thinking about throwing them out. And then when I looked at them, I thought, down the road, if somebody else would ever want these and use them as a bunk bed... I can't throw them out, but they're, okay. they've been outside, and they've been kind of sheltered, but they've been outside for a couple of years, and they're rusted. They're metal. And so I wondered how I could clean the metal off, uh, the rust off them, so that, um, and treat them however, uh, so that it could be used again. Right. So very simple. What you're going to want to do is either wire brush and or sand the metal to get rid of all of that rust, then wipe it down so it's nice and clean and dry, and then you're going to paint it with a rust-proofing primer like Rust-Oleum. If it's uh, fairly flat, you can brush it on. If it's got any kind of uh, detail to it, you can buy it in a spray can and just spray it on. It takes a couple of hours to dry the Rust-Oleum product, but it's worth it because it really does seal it in and protect it. Then after it dries, you can put a top coat on of the same color that the slat was before, just so it doesn't look like, uh, you know, it doesn't have that primer color to it. Okay, so I can get it in the color as a shade. Oh, sure. Yeah, any color you want. But the rust-proofing primer is kind of like a rust color. And so after that dries, then you can paint whatever you want. Thank you for the advice, and um, I like your show an awful lot. Thanks very much, Amory. Good luck with that project. Thanks for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Next up, we've got Jim. Welcome to the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Uh, yes, I'm uh, shopping for a new driveway. My okay. old one's cracked and really bad. And I, I was wondering what to look for as far as to know whether a guy's going to give me what I really need and uh, something good that won't crack again very well. What kind of driveway do you have now? Is it a concrete or asphalt driveway? It's a concrete. Well, the key here is going to be the preparation of the base. I mean, that's where the rubber meets the road. If the concrete is not thick enough, it's not going to be strong enough. And if it's not strong enough, it's going to crack. So what I would focus on is making sure that you get a quality contractor first. And how would I find a quality contractor? Well, I would thoroughly check the contractor's references. I would go online, check some of the review sites, take a look at Angie's List, for example, and see if you can find somebody who's got a good reputation for doing good work in the area. And then... Once you've selected one or two guys that are good, then get their estimates and compare those to try to make an apples-to-apples comparison. Because there's a lot of ways to kind of cut corners when it comes to driveways. You know, one guy could put three inches of concrete down, another guy could put six inches of concrete down. One guy could tamp the base really solid with equipment that's designed to do that. Another guy might just throw the mud down and drive off. So 
it really comes down to technique and making sure it's it's applied correctly. And if it is, you're going to have a concrete that can a driveway that can last indefinitely. Okay, this one gentleman I was talking to about said the concrete he uses was uh, has fiber fiberglass in it. Yeah, well, there's a way to put um, a different types of material in concrete that helps it resist cracking. And that's just one of many elements that would go into a good driveway job. Okay, because do they still use mesh and, and, and rebar and stuff oh, yeah. like that? Mm-hmm. Yep, they sure do. Okay, well, I, I really appreciate the help. All right, Jim, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we're going to North Carolina where Reba is dealing with a spider problem. Blah. What's going on? I have moved into a brand new uh, set of apartments, and there are just spiders everywhere. But they have a lot of mulch around uh, our apartments and where they've planted new flowers and stuff. But they are some tiny spiders and, uh, that are little black spiders, and then there's brown spiders that are as big as quarters. They're the <laughs> fastest spiders I've ever seen in my life. Oh, boy. And, and the brown spiders that are as big as quarters, they sound like brown recluse spiders, which can bite. So those we don't like at all. Right. <laughs> but I have tried, I bought stuff from Lowe's. I've, I've sprayed all kinds of stuff all inside my house and all around the outside, but they're impossible to get rid of. So I hate to say this, but have you considered hiring a professional? I know you're probably saving some money, but whenever I hear somebody is buying lots and lots of pesticides, spraying it inside the house and spraying it outside the house, I'm kind of of the opinion that by the time you do all that, you've exposed yourself to so much excess pesticide that you would have been better off just having a pro come in because they can buy stuff that you can't buy. Plus, they're specifically trained on where to put the insecticide, how much to put. And also, the insecticides today are very specific, and they remove only the insects that they're supposed to remove, and they don't remove the beneficial insects that you want to leave behind. So if you're having that much of an infestation, I would stop shopping for my own pesticide and call a pro and have them treat the house. And once you get the populations down to where they're manageable, kind of more normal, then you could try to use some of those other products just on a maintenance basis. Does that make sense? It sure does. But here's the, here's the only question. When everybody else is having the same problem and the mulch is all around the whole entire neighborhood, it's just me spraying going to help if it's going to stop it. Well, yeah, it'll create sort of a barrier around your place. But let me ask you, is this a apartment you rent or is this a townhouse? What What's the form? This is like a uh, they've just built this whole neighbor neighborhood of new apartments. There's like 43 apartments. So they're rental apartments? Yes. Okay. So if you get the the exterminator out there and they tell you that you've got something like a brown recluse spider there, and you bring that to the attention of the rental agent, I think you'd give them plenty of reason to treat the whole apartment complex and not, you know, ignore them until the point where people and kids start getting bitten. Okay. I thank you for your information. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. All right. Now we're welcoming Tim from Illinois to the Money Pit with a water heating question. What's going on? Oh, I have a uh, nine-year-old water tank, Mm -hmm. and I'll trying to uh, get the rod that collects all the minerals out, and it didn't want to come, so I was afraid of uh, busting some pipes. So I was curious, I just should leave it alone, and with it being nine years old, 
you know, it's almost at the end of its life. As far as the water tank, because I understand that water tanks are usually from 8 to 12 years yep. for a replacement. So you're, you've been trying to replace the anode and having a hard time getting it out, correct? Yeah, it's, I think it's rusted in or, or I, you know. Sometimes you have to put, get a little leverage on the wrench to do that. And once you get the wrench on the anode, sometimes you have to kind of extend that wrench handle to really get that out. It's a bit of a tricky job. But considering the age of the tank, I probably wouldn't spend much money on it because I think you're right. You know, 10, 12 years is a pretty average life expectancy for a standard water heater. And when it comes time to replace the water heater, you might even decide to upgrade and go with a tankless water heater, which is going to last you a lot longer and be far more efficient. And that that might be a good choice for me because uh, I'm single and no one else lives in the household. I'm gone most of the time. Yeah, well, that's the difference between a tankless water heater and a standard water heater. The water heater is kind of dumb. It just it eats the water 24-7, whether you need it or not. And when the water cools down, it comes back on and heats it some more. A tankless water heater is going to heat on demand. And so because that's going to be a lot more efficient for a single guy, but even a big family, you know, with teenage daughters, for example, that, uh, you know, don't know the meaning of a short shower, you know, they never run out of hot water when they have tankless. It just works very well in both extremes. So how much is uh, something like that? Uh, cost for insulation and so forth. Well, if you if you compare it against a high efficiency tanked water heater, it's similar. But if you compare it against a standard sort of low efficiency, it's probably going to be about twice as much. But it will last longer too, and you know you're going to save money on the on the energy bills too. I thank you for your time. That uh, I love your uh, show and and your advice is well worth listening to. Well, LED bulbs, they will save you a lot of energy. That's true, but some of you are still having a hard time getting over that high price tag. Yeah, I remember when those LED bulbs first hit the market. I was kind of freaking out when I heard they cost like 50 bucks or more. Well, all that has changed. We've got tips on a brand new LED bulb that costs less than 4 bucks when the Money Pit continues after this. The Money Pit is brought to you by Lutron's new Maestro Occupancy Sensing Switch. Never ask, who left the lights on again? Starting at around $20, this motion-sensing light switch turns the lights on automatically when you walk into a room and off when you leave and works with all types of light bulbs. Learn more at LutronSensors.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, when LED bulbs first came out, the energy savings got some early adopters on board, but many homeowners were not convinced. The cost, the look, and the light of LEDs just wasn't what they were accustomed to. Well, LEDs have come a long way. You know, they look great, and the costs have come down significantly. So here to talk about that is John Stranick from GE Lighting and Joey Corona, the light bulb merchant for the Home Depot. Welcome, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us on. Well, it's great to talk to you both because this is an industry that is constantly in motion. So many changes happening so quickly. You both have done a great job of staying on top of this. John, let's start with you. How big is the market for LED light bulbs? Yeah, the, the, the market for LED light bulbs is, is, is growing dramatically. There, there are about 4 billion sockets in the U.S., uh, and only about 10% of those sockets today have an LED bulb. So you can see that the opportunity 
to continue to grow and expand the LED presence in the home is huge. And Joey, I mean, if you go into the aisle at any of the Home Depots, it is just inundated with choices with LEDs and CFLs. I mean, so many different types of lighting. So for you, Joey, you know, how do you see these options for lighting, you know, changing over the next five years to come? Well, they're going to change and they're going to change rapidly. Um, like John said, there's a there's a huge shift into to LED at the moment. Um, you know, and I, I feel like our customers are really navigating that shift quite well. Uh, what, what's really happened in the last year, year and a half, is that the price points have come down dramatically in LED. Really, we've been able to offer some very affordable LED options for our customers. Um, when you think about things like the uh, the GE Bright Stick that we've got out in the market now, uh, three for nine ninety seven. Um, compared to price points that were, you know, north of, of $40, $50 for a single bulb in the past, um, it's really just been able to to accelerate the, the adoption with an LED. The durability of these bulbs is uh, second to none. I mean, when those first bulbs came out and they were 40 and $50, we all started saying, well, maybe the bulb is not just a disposable item anymore. Maybe it's really an appliance because that's the only way we could justify spending that kind of money. You know, when you went to sell your house, you would actually take your bulbs with you, you know, as opposed to kind of leaving them behind. Um, but now what you guys have done is really amazing. Brought these prices down where you can buy three bulbs for under 10 bucks. Is this the first time you've ever seen anything like this uh, in the market, John? It is. And we, we designed the, the Brightstick uh, product to do exactly that, to get to an affordable price point under $10 uh, for three uh, a, a product that we think will accelerate the shift from the squiggly bulbs, compact fluorescent, as we call them in the industry, uh, to LED over uh, the next few years. Well, and I think it's important to point out, John, that, you know, the bulbs, they don't have a warm-up time and they look more like a traditional bulb. I think that really brings a, you know, a higher comfort level for the buyers out there. Hey, Leslie, I think that's exactly right. Uh, and that's what we experience uh, with consumers. That's what they're they're looking for is they don't want to compromise. They want energy efficiency and long life, but don't want to compromise uh, like they've had in the past with some of the uh, the older technology. We're talking to John Stranick from GE Lighting and Joey Corona, the light bulb expert for the Home Depot. So guys, let's talk a little bit more about this brand new product from GE, the LED Bright Stick. Uh, it's got, as Leslie said, a very attractive design. Um, the rated life on this is 15,000 hours or nearly 14 years. That's crazy. Wow. It, it really is. And I, I think, you know, as, uh, as we look at the, the lifetimes uh, for these products, I think, you know, the, the great thing about it is consumers can put this into an application in their home and not have to worry about changing a bulb for uh, quite a long time. And the other nice thing is the sleek design allows this product to fit in a lot of different sockets within the home. Now, I noticed that the GE LED Bright Stick comes with a five-year warranty. Now, what exactly does a warranty cover on a light bulb? I'm just curious about that. Leslie, what a, what a warranty uh, covers is, you know, we, we warrant the product to, to operate um, as rated for, you know, for up to five years. And so the consumer um, and then the shopper can feel confident that they've got a product that's designed to last uh, for uh, 
you know, for at least the initial five years and beyond that. It's fantastic. I mean, I'm so used to, you know, occasionally with an incandescent, you know, getting a year, maybe, and, you yep. know, constantly <laughs> changing out a bulb. So to think that, oh, if this bulb fails in five years, we're going to give you another one. <laughs> like, that's mind blowing to me. And Joey, let me just ask you one more question before we let you guys go. As the uh, as the guy that basically stands around the aisles at the Home Depot and watches what consumers do when they, when they hit your lighting aisle, are more DIY consumers trying LED or are more con- contractors, or is it really a mix of both? We're actually seeing a great mix of both. Um, we do a lot of sales with uh, with our DIY customer, uh, particularly in areas of the country that offer consumer rebates. Um, but we also have a huge uh, maintenance and repair customer base in terms of uh, kind of the, the pro or the contractor. And so really both segments of our business have, have really kind of taken a hold of this LED movement and are, are, are both buying accordingly. And Joey, you guys really are kind of leaning on the contractor who is putting these bulbs into new homes or renovations, you know, to educate the customer that this really is the best choice. Certainly. Any any new construction or renovation that's taking place out there is definitely going the LED route. And you guys have a big truckload event happening uh, this month. Tell us about that. We do. So, uh, so for about the next month and a half, um, you're going to see a lot of activity at the Home Depot. Uh, the entire light bulb aisle will be filled with uh, stacks and stacks of light bulbs. Heavily skewed towards LED. We do have a, a little bit of everything, but definitely skewed towards LED. Um, and it's just a lot of our a lot of our greatest offers, best deals of the year, are going to take place over the next seven weeks. Um, and and including the uh, we have a special buy on an eight pack of the bright sticks. So we've got the three packs in store now. Um, we're going to have an eight pack on special buy during that same time frame. So as the days get shorter and darker, brighten them up with this brand new innovation from GE Lighting, the GE LED Bright Stick, available for nine ninety seven three. In fact, for nine ninety seven at the Home Depot. John Stranick from GE Lighting, thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And Joey Corona, the light bulb merchant at the Home Depot, thanks for all the work you do to bring bright light into our homes every single day, Joey. Thanks for having me on. And if you'd like to learn more about these products, you can go to thehomedepot.com. That's thehomedepot.com. All right, and still ahead, the hardest working season for your disposer is here. We're going to tell you how you can keep it fresh and odor-free after this. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Esther in South Dakota, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Well, you can tell me how I can put little windows into a metal garden shed. Oh, okay. So it's just a single wall metal shed? It is. You know, it's like um, overlapping metal sheets. Yeah. Hmm. Why do you want to put the windows in there? Just for light? For light, and also because if we put shutters on the outside of them, they dress it up and look kind of cute from the and outside. it looks pretty, right? <laughs> yeah. If you purchased very inexpensive new construction-style windows, new construction-style windows have a have a sort of a fin, a nailing fin on the outside of it, like a, a, a strip that surrounds it. Uh-huh. If you were to do that and you cut the hole in the wall to just fit around the outside of the window and install the window backwards, so instead of putting it in from the front and covering it with siding, you're going to start on the inside and, and, and mount it there and then stick it sort of through the hole that you cut that fits around the window. And then you could bolt them in place and then cover the bolts with the shutters. 
that would be the way to create the illusion that the windows were built into the shed. So just to review, you would you would purchase a very inexpensive window because we're not at least a bit concerned about energy efficiency. This is just for show. Make sure it has a nailing a nailing flange around the outside of it, sort of this fin that sticks out. Uh, cut the hole in the metal wall that's the exact size of the window. Insert the window from the back, and then the nailing flange that's on the back, you could bolt into the metal that's all the way around, and then you would cover those bolts with uh, the shutters. And you'll have to caulk it to make sure it's watertight. Oh, sure. Great. Okay, well, thank you. Well, we get a lot of questions about how to keep a garbage disposer clean, and sometimes those questions include some really major myths. For example, folks have suggested that ice cubes dropped in a disposer can sharpen blades. Well, I don't think that's physically possible. Uh, They also (laughs) suggest that lemons will naturally deodorize and clean, yeah, for about three seconds. And I've even heard this idea that a light bulb run through the disposer will make it work better because the glass is ground up in the blades. Really, really bad idea, not to mention plain dangerous. Yeah, yikes. That's not a good idea at all. Well, the fact is, guys, you do have to keep your garbage disposer clean and functioning properly to avoid those clogs and that stinky buildup. Now, you never want to run any fibrous fruit or vegetables in there like pumpkin guts or corn husks. And if you don't clean it regularly, you may end up with what's called biofilm, which could lead to pests and even drain flies. I mean, it's super gross if you don't take care of it. Well, and that's why we recommend cleaning your disposer monthly for optimal performance of both your disposer and your home's plumbing system. And the best way to clean your disposer is with a product designed specifically for that purpose. We use Glisten Disposer Care. Glisten are the machine cleaning experts. They've got a line of products that's designed to specifically clean, freshen, and maintain your appliances. Disposer Care is a foaming cleaner that comes in a pre-measured biodegradable packet. So what you do is you simply drop a packet into your disposer and the blue foaming action will do the rest. I mean, it's it's kind of amazing. It just starts to foam up and really gets to work. Glisten Disposer Care cleans what home remedies and other brands simply cannot by reaching into all of those hidden areas and foaming away the toughest grunge and odors, and it really refreshes your whole kitchen. Disposer Care strips away all those food particles. It'll cut through the grease and fat that gets stuck to it, and it really just cleans the disposer, the blades, the sidewalls, and even the splash guard. Glisten makes a cleaner for all your appliances, your disposer, dishwasher, Washer, microwave, even your washing machine. Visit glistencleaners.com to learn more about these fantastic products. Now we've got Sylvester on the line from Louisiana who's dealing with some hurricane damage, possibly with a leaky attic. Tell us what's going on. My uh, top of the roof is about at the vertex is probably 46, 49 feet. Well, there's a where the attic breathes. Uh, uh, sometimes they're square, some rectangular, some round. Where yeah, the vents, the, uh-huh. the attic vents. I'm, I'm getting blowing rainwater that's coming in there, running mm-hmm. down the wall, coming in to bedroom window below. Oh, boy. Second. Okay. How, how does that, uh, and it has happened before, but it's only when it's a strong blowing wind uh, blowing no is it always rain. in the same? Is it always in the same spot? Yes. So it's probably not all of the vents. It's just one or two of the vents. I would think so. I don't know. I haven't actually gone into the attic yet uh, to see which where most of it's coming from. So I would do that as my next step because I would go up in the attic and I would look for the leaks. Now it might be that maybe it's not blowing in the vents. It might be blowing around the vents. The vents could be leaking uh-huh. because every one of those vents has to be cut through the roof. So this may not. 
really be what you think it is. But I would get up in the attic with a high-powered flashlight and take a look in the area of the problem. Remember that water will run downhill, so it might start up high, run down a rafter, and then drip off down below into, and show up in your bedroom or wherever. But I would take a careful look to try to find those leak stains Let me that would tell me exactly where it's leaking. And if I can identify the vent that's leaking, uh, I would just simply reseal it or replace it. Thank you much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Hey, are you getting ready for lots of little Halloween visitors? Well, you want to make sure that the path to your front door is clear and safe. We'll tell you how when the Money Pit continues after this. You live in a Money Pit. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. The Money Pit is brought to you by grain-engineered shaken shingle siding from the Tapco Group. Contractors can now offer homeowners the charm of natural cedar with none of the maintenance. Visit grain.com or ask your pro today. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. You can pick up the phone and call us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Or if you're the shy type, why not just post your question to the Money Pit's Facebook page at facebook.com slash the Money Pit. That's what Jamie did. All right, Jamie writes, my attic stairs are old and rickety, but I don't know what type to replace them with. Do you recommend any particular brands or materials such as wood versus steel? You know, Jamie, as you've discovered, there is a really wide variety of attic stairs out there. I faced this exact dilemma when I needed to replace a shaky set of old attic stairs in my home last year. Uh, The staircase that I ultimately chose was an unusual one. It was called the Rainbow Attic Stair. Now, it's a steel product, and it was unlike any other I'd ever seen because it's got a prefab stairwell with sort of like an accordion-like stair that unfolds from it. Now, I did find it to be very heavy and very sturdy, so you need a couple of maybe even three guys to help you get this thing in place. Um, But I use my attic more as a result. It's more efficient than a traditional attic stair as well. And I've also found that it's got a really good insulated seal around it, so I'm not losing any heat up in that attic space as well. So you can learn more at uh, rainbowatticstairs.com. Yeah, and I think you bring up a good point, Tom, because a lot of people don't realize that that attic staircase is a form of huge amounts of energy loss. So whatever you're going with, Jamie, you want to make sure that it does have a good seal and really does the job of keeping you know that air transfer to a minimum or not at all. There's all these aftermarket products like insulated that lays on top of it, but that's just really inconvenient. If you have a good stair and a good seal, that's all you need. Yeah, and you don't want to be moving something every time you want to go up and down. Well, Halloween is right around the corner, and with that, a lot of foot traffic is coming to your front door. So now's a great time to make sure your sidewalks, your walkways, and your driveways are safe for your littlest visitors. 
Learn how in this week's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Yeah, that's right. It's time to prepare for the happy haunting that comes with trick-or-treat traffic. So you want to go beyond styling your jack-o'-lantern and stocking up on candy and ensure the evening is safe and fun for everyone. Now, whether you go all out with a haunted yard or you just keep your decor to the porch, you have to make sure that there's a clear, safe route to your front door and away from your front door because you could end up with a lot of kids sort of building up and blocking the way your sidewalks and your steps should be in good repair and free of obstructions your railings have to be steady and easy to grip also you want to make sure that there's plenty of space around your front door free of open flames and decorations that could catch on to costumes now halloween lighting effects they're really fun but they should be secondary to your path lighting you have to have a welcoming porch light in order to prevent trips and falls because a lot of kids are wearing masks their costumes are long they're just not you know they're blinded by candy guys you gotta, <laughs> gotta understand that so keep it safe all right and let's not forget your pets Halloween sound effects, that repeatedly ringing doorbell of all the kids, and the kids in costumes, that could be upsetting to your pets. So keep them in their own room, behind closed doors, away from all of the hubbub. Give them treats of food, water, a toy or two, and then they'll be happy in there. Now, once the trick-or-treat trail quiets down, shut off your lights and your sound effects, blow out the candles, and bring your jack-o'-lantern indoors so that you're thwarting the mischief of those late-night vandals. I mean, why give them the opportunity? If you want some more tips, check out my blog on moneypit.com. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Coming up next time on the program, do you want to keep your home warmer this winter, but you're not sure where to start? Well, we've got tips that you can use to stay cozy and save big, too, by choosing the best type of insulation for your house. We'll have that info for you on the next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone.